there are so many professors who are doing such cool research right now. And even just by reading their papers, you start to see the possibilities of what can be done within a field that you're interested in. Right, hello and welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Japan with students from all over the world to try to help all of them achieve their college goals. If you like what you are hearing, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you are getting this podcast. Please also click on the bell icon for notifications so you can get all the updates when they happen. All right. Today we are going to head into part two of our series on networking. So last week we talked a little bit about teacher references, about how to make sure that you are securing those strong teacher references. And this week I kind of wanted to move one step up、um, from your high school teachers, and that's college professors. College professors, especially if you are aiming high, if you're aiming for high tier universities, the word and letter of recommendation from A college professor can actually be can make a tremendous difference, and there are reasons for this. Right, one is that they are often going to be ones who can assess your ability to directly contribute to a high level academic environment like a university. That's one. Number two is that they often will hold some degree of weight, especially if the professor that you end up being able to get to write you a letter of rec has some sway. Within the department or within the school itself, that can also be helpful, right? And so there are a couple different reasons why finding a way to secure a letter of recommendation from a professor is good. And those seem like obvious things, right? Like, duh, Tyler, thanks. Why am I even listening to this? Yes, securing a professor recommendation letter is always going to be helpful. But how the heck do I go about doing it? And so today, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about how to make sure you can secure that professor recommendation letter, so that you can have that advantage when heading into your university applications. Right. So this first starts off with finding a professor. That you want to work with, and either finding a professor that you want to work with, or having a field that you are interested in getting into. And I'll go a couple different ways with this, kind of like a story time with Tyler. So when I worked with students in the past, and they have made it very clear that they have an academic area of interest. Oh, I want to go into psychology. Oh, I want to go into business. Oh, I want to go into history. Or I want to go into、uh, biology or whatever. One of the first things that we will do, especially if they're younger, especially if they're tenth grade, ninth grade. Which is why it's important to start early because these things take time. But what I will do with them as part of their pursuit of their interest is we will look through all of the professors in that field locally. Okay, so I had a student a few years ago who came to me who was interested in psychology and neuroscience, and、so、I said, "Great, that sounds good." And clearly, you've done some of your own research. You have some of your own interests in that field. So let's look up all the professors in Tokyo.、And、so we looked at Keio University, we looked at Waseda University, we looked at Tokyo University.、Uh, we just went to their、uh, the psychology webpage, and we went down and we clicked on every single professor 
to see what they studied, to see whether or not they had a history of studying in the U.S. Maybe they got their master's from the U.S. or their Ph.D. from the U.S. or the U.K., just somewhere abroad so that there was some guarantee that English was going to be a possibility of communicating with them. And we then compiled the list, right? Here are all these professors. Here are some samples of the work that they've done. I made the student read through them to have a better sense of what each professor specialized in and so that they could get a better sense of what they might like to do, who they might actually really want to work with. And then we went about putting together cold emails right? of just, hi, my name is so-and-so. I am a student at such and such a school, and I love this field. And I know I'm young. I know I don't have a lot of experience, but I would love for the opportunity to meet with you and to, if possible, work with you. Right? And so we put these together. We put together a pretty rudimentary, especially for a 10th grader, pretty rudimentary resume. And we sent out a bunch of emails, right? 70, 80 emails. We heard back from like three, but that's all you need, right? And so one of the biggest challenges for doing this is getting over that rejection, getting over that fear of rejection. It's going to happen. You're going to get a bunch of people say no. You're going to get a bunch of people who are not even going to respond to you. But this is a numbers game. At some point, there will be a professor who is going to be curious about this high school kid who is re- who has read their work and is reaching out to them and trying to get involved with more. So in this student's case, uh, they received a response from a few of the professors. One of them ended up inviting her to come to the campus and ended up working with her and showing her the lab and showing her all these things and said, you know, if this is what you want to do, I have some work that you can do. Now, again, the student isn't specialized or trained in psychology or neuroscience or whatever. However, most professors have a lot of their research that requires manual labor, whether that be data entry or very manual labor experiments that just take time. And while they usually have a team of graduate students working for for them, those graduate students can also be doing something better with their time. So what this student ended up doing is sitting and watching uh, recordings of infants. And her job was to sit and watch the video and watch the video for the moment that the infant's eyes shifted. And the moment those eyes shift, right, to drop down the timestamp at which the eyes shifted because this professor was looking into infant cognition. At what point does a does an infant start to acknowledge their surroundings? And so that was, it was very manual labor, right? It was five to eight hours a day of just sitting and watching baby videos and jotting down the timestamp. But this then now was able to establish a relationship with a professor who has experience in the U.S. And if you have experience in the U.S. as a professor, you are also part of an academic network that exists back in the U.S. And so she was able to not only secure a recommendation letter from this professor, but secure specifically a recommendation letter that connected her with one of this professor's colleagues at the university in the U.S. And so she was able to then build upon that relation, that local relationship to establish an international opportunity for her. And if COVID had not happened, unfortunately COVID did, but if COVID had not happened, she would have been able to spend her next summer. So her first summer where she worked with this KO professor was from her sophomore to her junior year. From her junior to her senior year, she would have been able to be working in a U.S. 
high-level high level university lab doing more advanced work. And that professor, in turn, would yield a reference letter as well. Okay, And so this student was very successful. She's now attending Berkeley. And she also received many different opportunities for a lot of different schools because she was able to secure recommendations. Right? And because she was able to secure those experiences that indicate to a university that you as a student, not just that you took a bunch of APs, right, but that you as a student are capable of managing yourself independently in a college lab environment. Prepare for your next academic year on topics you need. SAT, math, science, English, and more. TA families are arranging customized intensive courses of study so that their children can better prepare for the next academic year. From private instruction to group classes, our students learn in their most comfortable setting with the right tutors. Start planning today so that you're ready for the next year. Visit tokyoacademics.com to schedule a meeting with us and learn more. That's tokyoacademics.com. And so that is kind of what I would recommend as far as securing these opportunities and securing these letters of recommendation. Right? It's a couple different steps. One, do the research, right? Look through the professors, start locally because you, you want to be able to go in person. There's no point in getting accepted to a university in Hawaii if you can't go. So look up your local professors. If you're in the U.S., community college is just fine as well. Look up what they do, right? And reach out to them. Put together your resume. No matter if you have done nothing or if you've done a lot, preferably you have done th some things that are relevant to the field that you want to do research in. Okay, so put together your resume, put together a cover letter, and just cold email all of these professors as many as you can find and make it clear you know whatever the argument may be i've exhausted all the options at my school and want to pursue independent research or i've read all of your work and i love what you do i'd love for the opportunity to talk with you right? and once you have secured those opportunities whatever it is that you're asking for you now have this pathway that's open to you to start to gain experiences that are going to set you apart in the college application process. Not just in terms of the reference letters, of course, but also in terms of unique research opportunities, whether that is the ability to contribute in such a meaningful way that you get a, you get a contribution credit to a published paper. Whether that be the opportunity to discover a particular field that you love. I have students who have gone off and done this and come back and just been like, oh my gosh, lab work is my jam, right? I could just stay in a lab all day. Uh, and that's amazing, right? So there are multiple benefits to building this network, right? Not just the reference letter, but the opportunity to experience high-level academic work, the opportunity to really know for sure, not know for sure, you will discover this more usually often in college, but to get a better sense of a field that you thought you may be interested in, what can you be doing, right? As well as the opportunity to get a contribution credit or a translation credit or some type of credit that will then boost you in that regard as well. And in many cases, this will often then transition into your into independent research, which is a separate topic that I'll get into in another podcast because independent research is 
increasingly becoming probably one of the hot topic go-to extracurricular activities that have been really helpful in getting students into very good colleges. So independent research is something that I'm going to talk about later. But this process of securing yourself a relationship with a professor who is going to help you in your application process is one that I recommend students to do, not just because of the obvious benefits, but it goes back to something that I've talked about earlier in terms of exposing yourself to failure, exposing yourself to rejection, exposing yourself to just not getting what you want. These are nerve-wracking. Emailing a bunch of very accomplished people when you have accomplished nothing, asking for basically a favor is incredibly anxiety-inducing. Most of my students are very hesitant to send out that first batch of emails. But this trains you, and it's a good habit to start to build up for yourself of how to reach out to and ask things of the adults in your life. And um, the students who end up doing this when they have secured that first internship, when they have secured that first shadowing opportunity, come away from that so much more confident because they have now had to spend considerable time communicating with, interfacing with someone who is a master in their field. Right? Someone who has put in the work and put in the time and has the intelligence and capability to be at the top of their field. Okay, And interacting with these people, interacting with these people and having to become mature, having to develop a communication language, having to develop the habits to work well with these very demanding adults is a key skill to learn early on. In terms of building out that professor network and trying to establish that, the benefits are multiple, right? You can potentially gain a letter of rec. You can potentially gain two letters of rec if one of those professors refers you to another professor, right? And you're able to work with both of them. You are able to gain meaningful laboratory experience or research experience especially if you were doing more of the humanities you likely won't be in a lab so much you'll be doing a lot of literature review or um, data analysis right you'll be able to gain meaningful laboratory research experience at a college or even higher level right and you will be in the practice of communicating with and reaching out to complete strangers right to just ask and you will get over that fear of no And the more you can get over that fear of no, the better off you are going to be in terms of your networking capabilities and in terms of your confidence. So all of those things kind of uh, wrap into one where I really do feel that if you are a student who is aiming high, if you are a student who has big ambitions, that you should start start to take the time to look into professors, look into what they do, and start to reach out to them because there are so many professors who are doing such cool research right now. And even just by reading their papers, you start to see the possibilities of what can be done within a field that you're interested in.
Listeners of this podcast know that admission rates have never been lower. It's not enough to just have the high GPA. In this ultra-competitive climate, stunning essays make you stand out against your peers. Tokyo Academics Essay Counseling offers personalized attention by specially trained counselors familiar with expectations of each type of application essay, provided at extremely competitive rates. One of our expert essay counselors will create a customized plan to tailor all of your application essays to fit your narrative, goals, and background. We ensure that each essay tells a story only you can. We have specialists for schools across the US, UK, Japan, and more. Summer is the best time to get a head start on your essays. Contact us at essay at tokyoacademics.com for a free diagnostic today. If you have the resources, again, if your academics are good, your test prep is good, and you just want to start to push what you are capable of in an interesting, unique way, one of the best ways of doing this is by starting to cold email some professors. Right? And if all else fails, one of the things that definitely will have been guaranteed to do is that it will have been guaranteed to make sure you have your resume ready, right? Um, because you're going to need that to kind of support your candidacy. Okay, so that's kind of really what I wanted to talk about today. Um, last week was talking about networking with professors, networking with your high school teachers. Um, this week is about networking with those in the level at the level of academia that you are aiming to get into. Right? How to reach out to professors? How to uh, try to get work with these professors? And how to then leverage those because, again, a letter of recommendation coming from a professor is a different level of impact than your high school teacher. Because while your high school teacher can speak to how awesome you are as a high schooler, a professor, especially a professor who you have the time to work with to demonstrate your work ethic, to demonstrate your capability and your ability to adapt quickly to new knowledge. All of those things will speak to who you are as a college student already, right? As a 10th grader, as an 11th grader, as a 12th grader. It will speak to your capabilities in that regard. And so there are, and the only negative outcome of this is you will get a bunch of no's and lack of replies. And that's really the only the only shortcoming of all of this. So what are you waiting for, right? Put together your resume, look up some some professors, look at professors at the universities that you're dreaming of going to, right? Because then you start to take advantage of that as well. Right? If you are interested in applying to Stanford and you are able to secure a couple months working with a Stanford professor and that Stanford professor is willing to write you a letter of recommendation, you can guarantee that that will have an impact on how your application is being viewed. All right. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of failure. Don't be afraid of no. Put in the work. Put in the grind. Secure that network because that is a level up. Right? Every student is going to get teacher recommendations. Every student. It's required. Right? But if you want to level up your recommendation letter game, 
one of the best ways of doing so in the way that can be useful for you in so many different ways, right? This is not just a rec letter. The rec letter is not the only benefit, as I've stated before. There can be so many tangential or direct benefits from taking the time to connect with and potentially work with professors, okay? So that's it for today. Um, Just wanted to encourage all of you to get the ball rolling, right? As I kind of talk through with the story that I started with, this was like a two to three year process, right? Where we set the student up for something from sophomore to junior year and then from junior to senior year. But that means that the work started, the cold emailing started basically the fall of the student's senior year. Right, to secure something for the summer of the next year. All of these things must begin as early as possible. Right? And so I would encourage you to do so if you don't feel like you know how to do so or don't have the accountability to ensure that you do so. That's why I am here. Okay, So if you feel like that is something that you need assistance on or that you want guidance with, please feel free to reach out. More than happy to schedule some time to help figure out how to make this as effective as possible. Okay. All right. As always, thanks for listening to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusinoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on securing professor recommendations and reaching out to professors. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support this podcast, please be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. Please feel free to comment as well. I have said this over and over. I would love feedback, right? What are some things you want to know more about? Are you concerned about the upcoming changes to test prep? Are you concerned about the state of safety in US on US campuses, right? What are you concerned about that? What do you want to know more? I am happy to incorporate that into what I choose to talk about each week. We also do regularly host events, both in person and online. I will be hosting a talk at the end of this month on the why the school essays, the most fun of the college essays, the why the school supplementals. They are both the most fun, but also the most important, arguably, and the most time consuming. So if you are a rising senior and want to get a better sense of how to really nail those why these school why this school essays, please do sign up and come to the talk. You can sign up at tokyoacademics.com slash events. Again, that is tokyoacademics.com slash events. All right, that's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready. <laughs>